to play. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard right here on WHCR 90FM, the voice of Harlem. Um, I'm pretty sure that's why we're here on the show to talk. No, not really. <laughs> so, hey, guys, we are back. Welcome to Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM WHCR, the voice of Harlem. Hi. Hi. Good morning and happy Sunday to everyone here. Happy. Yes, everything is love Sunday. Beyonce and Jay-Z dropped their joint, their first joint album. And I know we are all obsessed. I'm not obsessed. All right. Everyone except for Stanley is obsessed with it. It's okay because Stanley is in his own lane all the time. That's really? right. You're not, I mean, we can talk about it. No, I like the album. It's pretty good. Yeah. No, yeah, it's really, really good, guys. So, yeah, welcome to Let Your Voice Be Heard. This is the show where we talk politics, social issues from a diverse millennial perspective. How do you know it's diverse? Um, I think we're pretty diverse. <laughs> I think if you look at us, you'll I mean, uh, you'll see some diversity not, here. Not really. I'm black. She's white. Oh, my God. That's that's as far as the diversity goes. No, it doesn't, guys. It's definitely much more diverse. And speaking of diversity, Alyssa Fuchs, mm-hmm. our, res- of our residential civil rights attorney, and I don't I don't want to, like, say anything. Uh, residential like, civil rights attorney, Gay Jew. Right. They, oh, right. They, leave it to Stanley to just, just say everything <laughs> bluntly. Yeah. She's actually not here. She's celebrating Father's Day with her dad. So shout out to Alyssa, who couldn't be here. Um, let me just let you guys know who I am. My name is Selena Hill, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miss Selena Hill. Miss is spelled M-S, and then Selena, and then Hill. Very happy to be here, guys. <laughs> Jackie. Hey. Yeah, Jackie's back. I haven't, like, you haven't been here in so long. I know. I was trying to remember the last show I was on. I yeah. Almost a month ago, I think. Was it a month um, ago? I think so, yeah. Damn, I, Jackie. I out for the past few years. You've been yeah. slacking. I've been, uh, oh, there. That There's better. your mic. Um, yay. From the top, Jackie. Let my voice be heard. So I'm Jackie Cohen. I'm back on. All right, I just turned the mic off. Oh. I don't want to Ah, you're so rude. Um. You can follow me on Twitter at Jackie Cohen, J-A-Q-I-C-O-H-E-N. Um, and speaking of Father's Day, I want to wish my father a happy Father's Day. Yes. I think he's watching the Facebook live stream now. So happy Father's Day. Dad. Hello, Papa. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Stanley, would you like to introduce yourself, please? Yes, my name is Stanley Fritz. I am the man that does not sleep on the weekends, even though he is exhausted. And you know what? <laughs> yeah. Even when I'm living that life, I'm still about that life. You can find me on Twitter at Stan Fritz, on Instagram at Stan Fritz, or on Snapchat, where I don't really go anymore at Dark Skin Swindle. And by the way, if you're wondering if I love my daddy too, I do. Happy Father's Day. But if I know him well, he's not listening. He's somewhere with one of his girlfriends making poor decisions. Oh, shout out to Stanley's dad. And shout out to all of the dads out there. Happy Father's Day to you all. Have a, a blessed Sunday. Enjoy your children while we have them. Um, and shout out to all those who may be lo- mourning the loss of a dad or anything else. Stay strong. Because Happy Father's Day to Drake and his secret child. Oh, my know. God. You see, so I, w- I was trying to make it sentimental. And, and then really Stanley just was there. just like, what's, hold on, what's Drake's... Uh, um, illegitimate child name i think it's adonis oh adonis my bad yeah (laughs) yeah so shout out to baby adonis um yeah so yeah we have a great show um we're actually going to be talking about i mentioned everything is love um i have a question i want to raise during the me too movement i mean during the news roundup has the me too movement gone too far Um, and y'all y'all understand why y'all understand why i understand why during the news roundup yikes 
Um, <laughs> Lena's anti me too. Uh-oh. No, I didn't Yay. say that. Quote it, quote it. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. And then um, we'll also be talking about corporate greed. I mean, corporations have been taking over, um, and everywhere from Seattle, they they actually uh, forced. Seattle City Council to repeal a bill that would attack big businesses um, and use that revenue to stream and help the homeless population. Yes, so. big corporations are taking over, and it's and they're people too. So you know, yeah, right. corporations should be. And then, like speaking of corporate takeovers, we have the AT and T merger with Time Warner, which has created Warner Media. So there's chill, chill, chill. You taking over? You taking out all my intro, Selena? I know, right? <laughs> we gotta, we gotta chill, beloved. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm gonna chill. I'm gonna chill. So yeah, we have a great show lined up, and of course, if you want to let your voice be heard, call us up at two one two. Six five zero. We wait. Six nine zero three. Say it again, because we two one two. Six five zero. Six nine zero three. That's right, guys. You could tweet us at beheard underscore radio and leave us a leave us a comment on Facebook Live if you're watching there. We'll definitely read it on air as long as it's appropriate. Yeah, I didn't even say hi to my Facebook Live team. And I know Catherine, you are watching, and I appreciate you, and I love you for that. And all the people who are watching, unless they're watching for Jackie, you made a mistake. (laughs) I think my whole family is watching right now. And shout out to Patty in Colorado. Shout out to Don Tyson watching from Canada. Patty with all that marijuana. Sorry, Patty. I'm slipping as a friend. Much better. Thank you, Alyssa. Shout out to Alyssa, who's also yeah, watching. Alyssa. I think Alyssa. Alyssa's watching with her dad. Maybe. Alyssa, stop watching the show and go hang out with go your dad. Go live your life. Take no. Alyssa, leave comments. <laughs> we need all we can get. Goodbye. Okay, so we're going to take a we're gonna take a quick break. Yeah. When we come back, hopefully we will play some songs from Everything is Love, yeah. particularly AS, which stands for Ape-ish. We will not. Okay. All right, guys. Going on a break. <laughs> And we are back. Uh-oh, this is Let Your Voice Be Uh-oh. Heard on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. Apparently a very special guest yeah. called into the show during our break. Um, Jackie's father. Happy Father's Day. Happy fa- is he on air right now? I, I stand. Think, I think we have him on hold. We'll think get him we have him a- on hold. Hold on. Hello? Hello, ladies oh and my gentlemen. God. Hi, Mr. Wow. Cohen. <laughs> Please happening? call me Gary. Okay. You know, um, uh, a devoted daughter should be calling her dad on Father's <laughs> Night, not the other way around. But, uh, you know, you guys are very unconventional, so here I am. I want to wish you guys all a happy Father's Day, and I get to embarrass my daughter, and it's a perfect setup. How are you guys? We are good, and you you got your Father's Day gift, which is to embarrass me on on radio. So That's a thank crappy you. gift. You didn't get him anything. Yeah, I actually did get him. My my brother and I, I we got him something. I don't think it's in yet, but we got him something that he will like a lot. So oh. I'm not gonna. Hi, right, Selena. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for calling in, Gary. Like th- like this moment, the <laughs> fact that he had to call the radio show live. I texted him to on my way my here. My daughter on Father's Day. Oh yeah. my God, <laughs> Jackie, <laughs> what is going on, Jackie? Very beautiful. Yeah, it, we, you know, my dad and I, we really never talk ever. I, I have, you know, I don't even know the last time I saw you, Dad, or heard your voice. It's, don't uh, you treat yeah, Papa yeah, that yeah. way? I, I saw my dad a week ago. We talked on the phone several times this week. Um, okay, all right. So. Well, I'm not going to take up more of your valuable airtime. I just wanted to wish everybody a happy uh, Father's Day. I love the show. I'm very proud of all four of you, and I uh, can't wait to see you guys. Oh, yes, you, thank, thank you. you so much, Thanks, Gary. Dad. And happy Father's Day again. Yeah, happy Father's Day, Dad. My dad is awesome, isn't he? <laughs> oh my God, happy <laughs> Father's Day to Jackie and Stanley's father. Yes. Okay. Stanley's. So speaking of fathers, 
Sean Carter, a father of three, also husband of Beyonce, <laughs> dropped an album. It's called Everything Is Love. Guys, what were your reactions when you found out Jay Z and Beyonce dropped a joint album out of nowhere? Hold on, hold on. And I just want to say, after dropping nudes. They what? dropped those nudes what? last week. Remember they dropped those nudes? No. You didn't guys see the I've naked been, pictures no. of Beyonce and Jay-Z? Oh, those pictures where they were curled up in butt Yes, the all oh, naked yeah. pictures. Yes, they yes, dropped yes, yes, nudes. Yes, yes. Right. And a week later, they dropped an album. So for all the men out there, this is your lesson. If you cheat on your girlfriend, you had to take embarrassing, emasculating photos of yourself <laughs> naked, curled up with your wife. So just don't cheat. That is yeah, a that's that's a lesson. I'm glad. I'm glad that's the lesson you took away from it. No, I mean, it was, you know, like they just casually on a... Saturday afternoon with like no notice drop this album um like while they're on tour which I thought was really surprising right like they're touring already they're you know it's like that's that's not typically done ever so that's pretty amazing are you going to see them oh please I wish I could I think they're performing (laughs) on my wedding day so it was a real um I'm not going to your wedding it was it was a real moment of uh yeah no I gotta I gotta get married on that day not uh you know what the thing is though too what's the thing I want to talk about how petty the guy Jay-Z is go ahead Nas put out an album Saturday morning it's called yeah, Nazir. Yeah. Yes. And oh, then, he did? Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, he put out, he dropped that out. It came out Saturday morning? Yeah, it was supposed to come out Friday, but Tidal was having quote-unquote technical difficulties. That's so And shady. then, <laughs> And then I remember thinking to myself, oh, I'm kind of tempted to listening to this Nas album, but he beats women, so I don't want to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then the bass guy blessed us with love is love. You know what people are saying on Twitter? I saw one tweet. This guy was like, Basically, what happened is for everyone who refused to listen to Kanye's album or Nazir, we were all blessed with yeah, right. Everything is Love with Jay-Z and Beyonce. So shout out to everyone who held out. I will say, though, that so I actually heard some of the album Nazir. Um, one of the I, I guess like the, the lead single is um, it's a retake on Slick Rick song. Shot the um, that Slick Rick song. Oh, forgive me, it just slipped my mind. But like they're talking, it's like very anti-police. Yeah, and they're talking about like how police run through like neighborhoods and they commit drive-bys. And it's like Nas talking about it, and it's Kanye talking about it. And like honestly, the song sounds really, really good. It's a, a great production. Um, Nas sounds great, like his lyrics, of course. And then like Kanye comes on, and the only thing. It just made me pause for a minute because I'm listening to Kanye's verse and I'm just like, now that we know he's a Trump supporter, it's really hard to believe in his authenticity, right? Like he's he has this anti-police message on this track, but it's like, dude, you support Trump who supports police actually abusing and and, and using um, excessive force. Like, remember when Trump was at that rally and he was like, you know, if you're locking up, um, MS-13 or, or, you know, immigrants, um, don't be afraid to rough them up a little bit. So it was like, remember, you guys remember yeah, that yeah, rally yeah, yeah. where yeah, Trump said I'll that. I'll wait so, you to finish. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, so I was just like, that That was my, my take on but it. But what was your reaction to this album? To, oh, sorry. Yeah. To the Jay-Z Beyonce Yeah, duh, okay. The yeah, Carters. Um, yeah, so I've only heard um, Ape-ish, a.k.a. Yeah. Ape-AS, yeah. and I saw the video. I was just like, my reaction was this. I didn't know that there's a video. There's a video. I think I retweeted it this morning from BeHeard underscore radio. Check it out there, guys. My reaction is this. Beyonce is the best rapper alive. (laughs) Okay. Stanley. She dropped bars. Did Beyonce drop bars, Stanley? I will say this. Her version ape-ish 
was better than anything Nas spit on that new album. Oh, it's still even hear the the album. You'd even hear Nasir. He's just saying that out of bias. But yeah, no, it's it's really good. So guys, if you're on Facebook Live, let us know what did you think about. Well, what do you think about everything is love and yeah. basically the way that the Carters have been promoting it. I um, mean, started with a tour. Secondly, they dropped some nudes, and now they dropped. <laughs> They dropped the album. So, yeah, let us um, know. First, you've been getting excited about, about 69, and now you're pumped up about nudes. You are changing something. No, now. I'm not. I was First of all, I hated them. Those pictures of them naked were, like, super awkward. Like, it, it was like they're, they're reaching for publicity. Like, they, they I mean, want this Jay-Z attention. I mean, Jay-Z and Beyonce are reaching for publicity. Exactly. And that's why it but was that's so sort of ironic. Not, it's, like, off-brand for them. Like, yeah. they, I mean, they get publicity, but they don't do it in sort of, like... A way, way where they're making Yeah, right, 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 right. So I was just like, ugh, like, ugh, calm that down. Mm-hmm. But speaking of things I need to calm down, so I mentioned <laughs> this um, right before we went on break. Like, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm asking, has Me Too gone too far? Here's why. <sighs> hold on, hold on a second, hold on a second. Facebook Live, if you're watching, Selena said that. Podcast, if you're listening, Selena said that. I did that. say it, and here's why. Okay, so... Last week, we know that allegations came out about Jamie Foxx. Could you hold on one second while I cop a plea? All right, cool. <laughs> okay, so Jamie Foxx. So um, uh, a woman said that she was at a party with uh, Jamie Foxx in 2002, about 15, 16 years ago. Um, and um, he asked her for um, oral sex. And apparently, um, after she said no, he slaps her with his penis. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. So Stanley, how, why are you laughing? How is you are laughing right now, Stanley? Why are you, Stanley? Why is that funny to you as a man? Checking, as a man, I'm checking the speakers. I'm yeah, not. Yeah. <laughs> why? So why has Me Too gone too far? Okay. So then, okay. So with that, I was just like, so basically, she's saying, you know, um, I, you know, as a part of the Me Too movement, you know, I guess she was inspired by it, and I'm just trying to say, like, not everything is a Me Too moment. And on top of that, Chris Hardwick. Allegations came out about him. So his ex-girlfriend, who is a model and an actress, she wrote this whole expose talking about how he was emotionally abusive and like a horrible boyfriend. And, and tell again, people who Chris Hardwick is if they don't know. He's yeah. the um, he's a white guy. He was um, he's a comedian. He um, started the podcast The Nerdist, which many people might be familiar with. That turned into the sort of like mega oh, yeah, podcast network. And then he hosted shows like Talking Dead and sort of like these recap shows at midnight. Very well known in pop culture uh, more recently um, but go on his his ex wrote an essay about what a terrible boyfriend he, he yeah. is and she's like you know I'm inspired by me too and here's the thing I think there's a difference maybe a subtle difference and this could be argued between um, you know me too and, and what like feminists are trying to do in this movement and being with like a crappy boyfriend who is like like mentally um, like abusive or like you know just not there and like even with the woman with Jamie Foxx like I kind of felt like <laughs> after like like 16 years she did say that like it kind of felt like almost like a ridiculous and absurd allegation and she's like oh, I was inspired by me too to talk about this and it was just like but you didn't think the Aziz Ansari story was too far oh yeah, I kind of did yeah, I kind of did. did but I and I said it in the most PC way I could but I did but so I think it's interesting I don't think it's gone too far and I, I think that there's like clearly a spectrum of behavior and if you're you know I, I'm not one to say, oh, well, this experience is worse yeah. for one person than the other. Like, I'm not going to tell people, you know, I'm not going to rank somebody's 
negative experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that the culmination of all of these stories is really important because it's not just about, oh, this person. Like we had um, a while back, we had a friend of mine, Cynthia, on the show that teaches consent education. And mm-hmm. she made this great point that I can't stop thinking about, which is that if our bar of acceptable behavior is whether or not something is legal or illegal, that's really pathetic as a society. Yeah. Like we should be striving for better relationships, more openness, more compassion towards each other right our bar shouldn't just be well what happened to her was illegal and what happened to her wasn't it was just sort of like bad behavior could i jump in i think and maybe i'm trying to interpret for selena and i'm wrong to do that go ahead but i think what selena really means is that every accusation or thing is being reacted to with like the penalties of like someone who raped who like sexually assaulted someone and then set them on fire outside in the streets. And it's like not really, it feels like there's not really any, what's the word I'm looking for? Like thought process because right. I think, you know, because Lynn and I talked about the, the Chris Harbick thing and I mentioned to her that it was similar to something that we said happened to a friend of ours and we said the guy that did that was pretty crappy and we didn't want anything to do with him. But do you but, think, do you, oh sorry, continue. Oh, no problem. But but the thing is, we, we were like, should his career be ended over that now, though? That our personal friends, we said because, no. Right. But, something needs to happen and he needs help. And I think why some people, maybe even Selena in this case, feels this way is because it, it doesn't seem at least like anyone is like getting help or there's any sort of justice. It's just like, oh, this person's canceled. And particularly black black and brown men and that like too. So like then you have that whole other piece in there where people of color feel weird about like really going out there, their faves, because it's like only our faves are getting in trouble. Is, yeah. that, is that true? Are well, only your faves getting in trouble? No, no, I'm saying well, like that's like there's a perception there, right? Right. I mean, but I like, I feel like it's it's really complicated, right? Because you the culture needs to change, right? right? It's not just oh, don't do this thing. It's like how are men viewing women? How are right. people in power viewing their power over people that don't have it, right? And and leveraging that, and it's not enough to just say well mm, we shouldn't do that because that's right the, that's the status quo and it's it's unacceptable right and, and and i just think that people are like just conflating the two i think that not everyone fully understands like why move why me too is here uh, um why it needs to be here and some people are like well you know my boyfriend you know slept was was unfaithful for like a year like me too and it's like no i i, I just don't feel like there's a strong correlation like well, i just, I just feel like yeah, i'm sorry what chris hardwick did was abuse we should yeah. be clear about that yeah you saw like you and i talked about it then i read the article and i was like hmm no this is abuse yeah his behavior was abusive and like you know the only thing the only reason why it hasn't gone across the line is because there's no record of him putting his hands on her but he and did she th- didn't accuse him of it either yeah you're right but like mental but you don't have to put your mental hands and on verbal somebody. abuse as someone who was abused but I can like, tell you but like, like mental and verbal abuse is just as bad yeah. if not worse but like partners abuse each other like it does that's not uh, just a man thing like women abuse their partners all the time and mentally and emotionally no but, one should abuse anyone so yeah. why should why should that be a part of the me too movement like but, to but, me that's partner abuse you're in a crappy relationship your boyfriend sucks get out of it because this conversation right here and it's not that easy to get out of an abusive relationship it is not at all I dated somebody for a year in college that was was an abusive relationship with her it was mentally and verbally abusive and do you remember the kind of whore that I turned into when I left that relationship it sounds funny but it was because of the the trauma from that relationship so you too no. I think what? that abuse is about power, right? It's it's all acts of power. How do I gain power over somebody? And I think to me, that's what the Me Too movement is about. It's about being subjugated by a partner or by somebody that maybe a stranger, right? But 
but sort of reclaiming your own personal power and saying that, you know, another person doesn't have power over my body or my mind. And I, I agree with Stanley. I think that a lot of people, you hear stories from people that were in abusive relationships, both physical or mental, emotional relationships who are very strong people Absolutely. And, and it's not just that they like have bad taste or they fall into you know it's there's a very mechanical way in which m- abusers sort of leverage their power over right. their victims right um so i think we want to be a little bit careful there but i think ultimately it's you know i i agree and i think you both sort of made this point that there is an aspect of this call out culture that we're experiencing that i don't think is really productive i think a lot of people want to call people out without understanding or, or just hop on a bandwagon without seeing whatever change comes next. They want to, you know, cancel that person without thinking even of the victim, right? Yeah. Um, and what does the victim want and what would be productive for the victim moving forward, right? So I, I definitely see there's, like, problematic elements there. But overall, I think that these conversations are really important, not just, oh, did what this person did, was it illegal or not? But, you know, how do we right. change this relationship culture in our society? Right. Mm-hmm. And, and if it's seeped in sexism, then obviously that's an ism that needs to be addressed on a larger scale. Um, we, I did want to bring up something, uh, another story before we go on break. Yeah. Did you guys see the picture of um, a two-year-old Honduran asylum seeker uh, who Ugh. starts crying while her mother was searched and detained near the U.S. Mexico border uh, this week. This picture went viral. Um, a Getty photographer took it and just captured the torment that these asylum seekers are, are feeling and and being subjected to simply because they're seeking refuge in a country that traditionally opened up our arms to these type of people. If you're watching on Facebook Live, we'll make sure we post the video in the comments. And if you're listening on podcast, I'm going to post the it link right in now there for you guys so you can see it. You know what? I want to just I'm going to be petty and bitter for a second. But to all you people who said Hillary and Trump were the same. Yeah. This is what you get. I mean, what's this happening what to these families and to these children's like it to these children. It reminds me almost of, you know, I, I'm a Jew and learning about Holocaust history, about families, how they were separated and children were separated from families as they were put into concentration camps and often killed. Um, but it, it the the act of ripping apart families in this way is so completely barbaric. It's unbelievable. Yeah, but it's part of the game plan. It's the the game. The, the, oh, okay. the, the playbook never changes. Right. They did it during right. slavery. Right. Hell, they did it during Jim Crow. They did it during the Holocaust, where right. the Nazis got their blueprint for slaughtering people from racist America. This is the same they, playbook. They did it during World War One when Japanese people, too, excuse me, were held in concentration camps. Yeah. Internment um, camps. Yeah, internment camps. I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah, no, it's basically, like you said, it's just history repeating itself. And, yeah. like, they're cracking down at the border um, with these Drancodian laws. And we're not addressing the reasons why people are fleeing uh, Central America in the first place. And that's also embedded in the war on drugs, which was started by the U.S. and, like, perpetrated by the U.S. So, like, they're fleeing these drug-ridden, gang-riddled environments for safety that were created because of the war on drugs. And now we're kicking them back out and we're saying, no, you should die. Um, and, and it's horrible, and we shouldn't be doing that. The, the most profound thing I heard about this is that the Trump administration makes so much noise about the MS-13s, which is not even a gang in New York State, that like in, in a country that's like doing major damage as far as like that we should be worried about it nationally. Mm-hmm. But then when people are trying to get asylum because they're running from MS-13 in their countries, 
immigration tells them it's not a problem. Yeah, and, and it's, it's not. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so on that note, we do have to take a quick break. But don't go anywhere. When we come back, we're going to be speaking about corporate greed and how corporations are taking over. Like, I know we get outraged about the little things and the petty things, but this is something that we should definitely be paying attention to, and we should all be outraged because it's destroying America, it's destroying the middle class and the working class, and it's directly affecting you. We'll tell you why right after this break. Did it give you energy, oh Jackie? Oh my god, so good. Selena, did it, it give you energy? It pretty much energized me. It energized Selena. Pretty it is much. not hard to energize Selena. This is the <laughs> only person I know who doesn't drink coffee, and you think she's on crack, and she's not on either one of those things. But anyways, <laughs> folks. Allegedly. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, okay. I'm just kidding. All right, Selena. You're getting kidding. liking more kinks every day. So anyways, guys, this is Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM, WHCR, The Voice of Harlem. I am Stanley Fritz. I'm here with Selena Hill. And, of course, Jackie Cohen. Alyssa Fuchs is spending time with her dad. Happy Father's Day, Alyssa's dad. Why don't, why don't I know his name? Because she only refers, him, refers to him as my father. Yes. Yeah. She refers to you as the greatest person in my life and a wonderful influence. That's what she yeah, refers to I'm you as. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a direct quote. Happy Father's Day to my father as well, who was also probably somewhere with one of his girlfriends. And hopefully they don't text me at 7 in the morning again. Thanks a lot, Dad. <laughs> and don't lie to me and tell me it's my sister because you have another girl in the car. That's also not cool. <laughs> but anyway, speaking that of people personal, who we trust yeah, a lot. Dark, a little bit, right? Dark Stanley. Speaking of people that we, we want to trust, but they seem to be shaky, corporations. So about a month ago, Seattle, right? They have a huge homeless problem. How big of a problem is it? In New York State, in New York City particularly, we know we see homeless people all the time. We also know our homeless folks because they are doing tricks and shows in the train station. They are sitting on a sidewalk. And sometimes they are chasing you because they think Satan is coming out of your earlobes. That's <laughs> Sounds like am, another personal problem. Am I wrong? Like, I, uh, I have <laughs> never experienced that. But the, okay. the last one she has Go an experience. On. But anyways... We know we have a homeless problem here. We also know we have over 100,000 empty apartments that those homeless people yeah. could be in. But, hey, capitalism. In California, homelessness shows up in different ways. You see a whole bunch of people sleeping on the streets. They literally have shanty towns of homemade homes made in empty lots and in desert areas. That's what they do. In Seattle, the same thing was happening. And they decided they want to do something about that homelessness problem. So they said, hey, let's raise taxes on corporations. But so we don't, we don't hurt small businesses. Let's only do it to corporations who are making $5 million a year or more and have staff of 75 people or more. So this way, you only get big corporations. So they were going to hit Amazon. They were going to hit Starbucks. They were going to hit Tesla. That bill passed four weeks ago. On Thursday, the bill was repealed. Why? Because Amazon and Tesla and Starbucks began to beat on these elected officials, not physically, guys, but putting out ads to bash them, pulling money from their campaigns, sending lobbyists to threaten them and tell them what would happen if they did not do this. And after passing a bill that would have raised $47 million to deal specifically with the homeless issues, Seattle repealed the tax increase. So no tax increase for corporations in Seattle. And I saw this and I thought to myself, holy crap, how much power do these corporations have? Because this is kind of ridiculous. Well, let's think about it because while this is happening, while Seattle is being forced to not tax corporations that weren't paying any taxes to begin with, in in Michigan, where Flint, they don't have any clean drinking water, 10 miles away, there's a town where Nestle is pumping out 5 billion gallons of water every single day. Guess how much they pay, guys? How much? $200 a year. <laughs> Okay. Cool. Yeah. And, and taxes? 
and no taxes. They just pay two hundred dollars to renew their license. Do it. Oh wow. That's it. And of course, while that was happening, Comcast just offered Fox sixty-five billion dollars to buy all their rights. So all you people who are hyped that Marvel is finally going to own um, the X-Men and all those people, you might just lose that in this new deal because it's much more money. And back in the days, during the Obama administration, but let's go even further, during the, the first Bush administration, big purchases like this would be looked at with a lot of suspicion because you don't want corporations to get too big where there's no longer an atmosphere where you can have real competition. Because when you don't have real competition, the only person that loses is the consumer. For example, people who have AT&T for their cell phone service now. AT&T just bought Time Warner for $85 billion. And now, AT&T slash Time Warner owns cable, internet, HBO, CNN, DC Comics, TBS, TNT, CW11, and a skew of other companies. These corporations are taking over everything, literally every single thing. They're not paying taxes, and it brings us to the point that we are at today. Are we looking at a place where corporations are finally owning everything? And if so, why is this happening? So, guys, after talking your ears off with this little introduction, I really want to kind of dig deeper into this conversation particularly in Seattle, where they were actually trying to do a good thing and it was going to help a lot of homeless people, and now there's no plan. What were your reactions when you heard about this step back on the deal? I mean, I was surprised that this law even passed in the first place with with such the prevalence of such powerful lobbyists from uh, you know working on behalf of these corporations. I yeah. mean, it's not surprising at all. They will fight back any kind of tax increase that you know affects their bottom line, despite the fact that they could totally afford this, and this is a great program that would f- be funded through you know these billion multi-billion dollar um companies yeah selena yeah no so um actually i actually read that th- when this uh, law was passed it was only going to affect about three percent of the city's employers and those grossing at least 20 million oh, a year um i know we said five million earlier but it was 20 million so that's like literally like just a handful of companies the ones that are doing uh, really really well and like yes amazon would have been affected but then again Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos just happens to be the wealthiest person in the world yeah. with a net worth of $112 billion. That's B, billion. So it's like they push back. And first of all, the law had signed um, unanimously. Every city council person in Seattle signed this bill and was like, we need to tax these multinational big companies and use this money to help our homeless population to help them get jobs you know educate them like whatever it takes to get them off the street everyone cheered for it the mayor signed it with glee and then four weeks later you hear the mayor saying things like we don't want to tax we don't want to put a tax on jobs that's the way that they were campaigning and pushing the pushing the message Mm -hmm. so the companies were like if you tax us then we're not going to be able to create jobs. And, you know, big companies are job creators. But I will say this. Amazon has been a, a country, excuse me, cities around the country have been courting Amazon to come to their city. Why? Because the company says it would create 50,000 jobs and would invest $5 billion in the city it chooses. So on the flip side, does it make more sense 
to appease and work with major companies like Amazon if they're bringing tens of thousands of jobs and they're investing back into uh, the cities. And I want to say this, Jeff Bezos, he's really rich. He's also a philanthropist. He does a lot of, you know, good work. So, I mean, there's a flip side. Well, before you answer that question, Jackie, I do want to say Amazon. I want you to answer that question, Stanley. So I'll let Jackie answer it, then I'll answer it as well since we're putting pressure on my neck now. So Amazon made $5.6 billion in profits last year. They paid $0 in tax. They also brought an additional $48 million after the Trump tax plan. So they're not spending any money. Also, just to answer your question very quickly, Amazon workers are usually making at or below the minimum wage in right. some places, and they're forced to work more hours in this. There's like a gross examples of wage theft. One person talked about how it was so strict in Amazon that you had to hit a certain number of deliveries every day. And if you didn't, you would stop getting paid. So people would just pee in bowls and cups so they would not have to go to the bathroom. I mean, that was the point I was going to make is that there's a number of states where Amazon employees are um, some of the top recipients of welfare programs in those states. And so, you know, it's it's not enough when you hear about job creation. It sounds great, right? There's all these new jobs, but you need to look at the quality of these jobs. And the fact that there are, you know, that this is such a wealthy corporation that is, you know, great providing jobs, but that tremendous numbers of these of the employees of these corporations are living off government assistance means that they're they're not good jobs. They're underemployed. They're not making um, adequate wages at all, which is a huge problem. Um, so we actually have a comment from Chrissy Pissy who says <laughs> Amazon sounds like the new Walmart, which is true because like obviously there it's a huge corporation in business. They generate a lot of revenue, mm-hmm. yet and still they're paying their workers minimum wage. And on top of that, Eric Leager Leager says AT&T is a vertical merger, but her um not her horizontal. There still is a lot of competition in the market. Although it's sus, suspect, it's not as alarming or game-changing as you made it out to believe. Thank you so much for your comments, guys. I, is I there competition in the market? There, yeah, that's what I was going to say. What, I have pre- zero choice in what internet provider I'm, yeah, I can get. We get Time Warner in Harlem. You can't get anything else. And then if you're in, in, in Queens, you're lucky enough to get Verizon, maybe. But that's if like they have if like Time Warner hasn't freaking bribed the super the supers in your buildings. And then also, what kind of competition do you have in the phones? Cricket Mobile that's owned by Sprint. What's the other one? Um, Snap Mobile or something like that. That's owned by yeah. T-Mobile. Like these, all these other smaller phone companies are owned by the larger right. companies. So you're not actually getting real competition. So I don't, I don't think it's a fair assessment to make, but I do appreciate you yeah. giving your comments. And if you guys want to give more comments, you can give us a call at 212-650-6903. Again, that is 212-650-6903. So we do have to go on a quick break. When we come back, I want you, I want to start asking the question of why is something like this happening? We appreciate you guys for watching, listening, and engaging. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. When it was just a dream. We are back on Let Your Voice Be Heard on 90.3 FM, WHCR, The Voice of Harlem. If you are just tuning in, this is Stanley Fritz. I'm here with Selena Hill and, of course, Jackie Cohen. Alyssa Fuchs is not here this weekend. She is celebrating Father's Day with her papa. Obviously, (laughs) Jackie did not call her papa, so he had to call us. (laughs) Yeah. Good job, Jackie. Good job. Thanks, Dad. So when we walked away to go on break, we asked a question of why is this happening? And, you know, after some slight discussion, I think it's fair to say we've talked about why it's happening. Corporations are crushing people and politicians by using money and force but another question and a question i think is more important to the folks who are listening and the folks who don't know is why should you care about this how is this impacting regular people 
every single day. So I want to give the panel some time to talk about ways that like this is actually hurting real people. And I'll start with Jackie. I mean, how is it affecting real people? You know, I think that what is problematic is that it's being sort of sold as, oh, this is going to be so great for consumers. But really, it's great for these corporations that have better access to mining data. They, you know, better ability to control the market and to make more money um, and have more control over what um, information is released and broadcasted to its consumers, right? And so if you make a deal, right, like if AT&T and Time Warner are... You know, they have a deal with, um, I'm trying to verbalize what, I'm, what I want to say. You want me to, you want me to pick yeah, up? Yeah, please. So, <laughs> so while Jackie is thinking of words <laughs> to say to you, I will tell you one of the ways it can affect you. If you like Netflix or streaming that, television yep, on any you. level, yes. just raise your hand. I don't see you, so I don't care. Ah. But anyways, the point being is something happened a couple of months ago. The FCC repealed net neutrality laws, right. which pretty much treated the internet like it was a um, not a commerce thing, but it treated it like phones where it should be affordable and like it should be you know you can't charge people at different levels to, to use a service well they repealed that which allows companies now to charge people more money depending on how they use the internet so for example we are streaming this show on facebook live right now well if you stream a lot your cable company and your internet provider can now charge you more money they can give you the streaming package where you pay 70 dollars a month to stream stuff but if you're only going to go on facebook they'll pay you they'll charge you five dollars and if they don't like a website they can just block the website access to you altogether which doesn't sound like a big problem if you have money to spend but if you are broke like me and can't afford to pay attention a 30 dollar increase on your internet service because you like to watch the office at nighttime is not very ideal. Yeah, no, thank you. That was said perfectly. And I would just say that, uh, um, like, another thing, a problem that this does not help and only uh, continues to perpetuate is the enormous acada- uh, epidemic between um, the, the wealth gap, right? So you have like this huge economic inequality between CEOs and like the average workers. So studies show that uh, the CEO to CEO to worker pay ratio gap has actually ballooned 930 percent since 1978, and that the 350 largest companies in the country earn 100 to 300 times more than your salary like honestly like like, let's just be frank and and on top of that the average ceo pay is like 207 uh 271 times the salary of a typical worker so basically you have these ceos who are who are making millions and millions of dollars in bonuses in their salary and then you have us where we're literally like surviving and this is all being done intentionally like the they have these lobbyists they buy out the government they buy out votes they buy out politicians who vote for legislation that is in that is extremely favorable to them so that they don't have to pay taxes and so that uh, and so that basically they can continue making um, ridiculous amounts of wealth and everyone else is making minimum wage. So a couple of other things for how it impacts you in a way that impacts your dollars that's not just like luxury stuff. Would you consider housing a luxury? No. I consider it a necessity. Unfortunately, I think it has become one, but it should be a necessity and a right. So because of Airbnb, rent has increased by over $4.2 billion in New York State over the last five years. What do you mean because of Airbnb? Because landlords can make more money by having an empty apartment and then letting people Airbnb them for a couple of days than they would to have tenants there. So what they've been doing now is trying to push people out and price people out so they can have those places as as Airbnbs. You also have people who have a lot more money who will rent out multiple apartments 
apartments and now hold those spaces and just Airbnb them so people cannot move in. Jackie? Well, what's amazing about companies like Airbnb or Uber is that they they make a tremendous amount of money and they don't have a product. Like they they don't supply the product, right? We do, right? We supply yeah. our homes or our cars and our driving services. They make money off of something that they don't even have to provide, which is yeah. sort of incredible. And then I want to go back to drinking water, one in New York and back to Flint. So in Hoosick Falls, yeah. their water is poisoned in upstate New York, upstate Hoosick New Falls, York. yeah, by a company called Honeywell. Guess how much Honeywell had to pay to deal with this? How much? $850,000. Nothing. That's it. So these people are still drinking dirty water and same thing in Newburgh. And Flint, Michigan, the, the, the people are being kicked out of their homes because they can't afford to pay water bills for water they cannot drink or even shower with. But this is all while Nestle is still pumping billions of right, gallons of clean right. water. Well, on the flip side, and, and, you know, we hear this argument, but I think there is a real argument here when people say, well, would we rather these companies set up shop overseas where they pay workers even less and they don't have to deal with as many like taxes and like like you know what i'm saying like like i'm talking about google i'm talking about amazon i'm talking about left-leaning left-leaning companies who are being run by progressives and mm. no, i don't know would that you, that's would you yeah. such thing <laughs> would you no like like are you kidding me like like google like they have they have all of these initiatives that help what will seemingly seem extremely progressive Those are tax write-offs yeah, right. Like no, there's no, there's no good. But com- would you? But would no you rather them, Would you rather them set up shop in China, in Mexico, and set up factories there, or would you rather them set up here? Because there are people who are like, look, I'd rather work for they're, minimum wage than not work at all. Stanley, they're doing it anyway. This is happening on yeah, both right. sides of the spectrum. It doesn't, <laughs> but it's not a hypothetical. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. What needs to actually happen is, and what's not happening is, and you know, Chrissy Prissy kind of touched on it a little bit in the comments. She said, if all these consequences are in, are intentional, why do we still trust the government to regulate with the average citizen in mind? So the problem is, it's not that the government is not the problem. It's the people inside the government who are being influenced by the folks with money, which is why you need something called campaign finance reform. What does that mean? Fast and loose, taking money out of politics. Elected officials need money to run for office. It's how they put up the ads. It's how they knock on doors. It's how they hire, it's how they hire staff. So someone like Governor Cuomo has a campaign treasure trove of $65 million, and 98% of it is from big businesses and corporations. Right. Right? So he is going to listen to whatever they say. So if you if you make it so that corporations cannot put that kind of money into these campaigns, they now have to find a different way to raise money for those campaigns. And we can publicly finance these elections the way we do in city council, where for every dollar you get in your community, the city will match it plus five additional dollars. It changes the way that you prioritize things. You also have to hold companies accountable for straight up just trying to strong arm people and elected officials to do what they want. And we're not doing that. And a big reason why is because the Trump administration doesn't give a damn. No, I get that. We definitely need to get money out of politics because this shouldn't be there in the first place. But I'm saying from a business perspective, like if these businesses are saying I'm fine i'm going to move my corporation my factory i'm going to move my services out of america i'm going to put it elsewhere doesn't that hurt the american worker but like stanley said it's already happening yeah so but why should we but they're saying it's happening but basically i think what the trump administration was saying is that if we don't tax them as much then we can get them to move back here 
Well, no, that's not what's happening, though. No. We right. gave them a huge tax cut. I want to make a correction. Amazon got $748 million in this tax cut. 99% of that money went to stock buybacks. What is stock buybacks? It's when literally when the more stocks you have in the market, the less valuable like you are getting money from them. So and you buy the stocks, and then it makes your company more viable. So people take these tax cuts and just buy the stocks of their companies to make themselves richer. So, um, Patty made a great promise uh, comment that said these are empty promises jobs tax revenue etc but no follow-through like Tesla and solar city in Western New York exactly and just, just to go even further for this Selena is you know these corporations do bring a benefit but Google they got the technology from government research Amazon same like same thing most of these companies they would not be where they are if it wouldn't been hadn't been from the government and technological advances we made through public research for them to have these companies. If they walk away, someone else will step in and we can regulate in a way that's fair. And then also, there's a reason they haven't left already because you can already go to China or to Afghanistan or somewhere else and pay nothing in taxes and get cheap labor because the market is volatile and you don't have as much people who can spend the money to sustain them. The problem isn't that these companies aren't going to make their profit. They're making more profit than anyone has ever seen in their lives. The problem is they won't pay their fair share, they won't pay their workers, and they won't be held accountable. There's a reason that people in Flint were already sick before there was lead poisoning. It's because GM poisoned their water with chemicals before the lead crisis ever happened, and they walked away with no consequences. Yeah, no, no. I, I mean, yeah, corporate greed is obviously a huge problem because they're motivated by profits and they're motivated by revenue uh, and they just want to make more money. And they they're doing phenomenal while the rest of the market and the rest of us suffer. I understand that. But uh, and they and again, they're saying I feel like they're almost holding our government hostage because they're saying like even like local officials and municipalities, they'll say like, hey, um, we can bring tens of thousands of jobs and we can help. I mean, hey, isn't that a solution to the homeless problem if we're employing people like that's that's literally what they're saying and they're using the leverage that they have to say that we we have these jobs and if you don't give us these tax breaks we'll move elsewhere right they're saying that and that sounds nice right but as as patty commented before it's those are empty promises i don't think they're actually following through as we've seen right like job creation sounds great but when you're paying people less than minimum wage and they're still living off of government subsidies and right. welfare because Absolutely. they literally cannot afford um to to exist without that because of the low the low wages that they're making i mean these are pretty job creation sounds nice but you really have to look at it at a more granular level yeah no, i agree we should pay people a living wage yeah but people need jobs yeah, a job doesn't matter if you can't do anything but afford to go to work with it. And it's that's that's the space that we had to get out indentured of. Indentured servitude. Exactly. We we have people doing more work and going on fewer vacations than, than the medieval times. <laughs> that That's, that's <laughs> not even a joke. It's a fact. That should make people concerned. But, guys, we do have to wrap this up. I think I have talked a lot, so I'm just going to leave you with this very simple message. They can only get away with this because the people who care the most about it are not engaged in the political process in a way that elected officials know that there are consequences. Governor Cuomo will always listen to corporations because we don't speak up enough. And if we stand up as a people and demand these changes, campaign finance reform, real elected officials that care about the community and get corporate money out of politics, then we can save our country. Until then, the corporates, the corporations will still be taking over. And before you know it, you'll be living in an Amazon-funded shack where you get to sleep for two hours and work for 22. But oh. hey, maybe I'm being Yikes. extreme. We'll be back next week, guys. This is Let Your Voice Be Heard. <laughs>